Oh, I know. I'm in the works. Just figuring out the package. For all the times that you What do you mean you're figuring out the package? I thought you sent it out already. And all the times you got in losing my name. You think I love yourself. There you go. That's a little hint for you. Oh, oh, you're trying to get Bieber. (laughs) (laughs) Why would he give you that? There's no way. All right, everybody, it is Friday, August 21st. The year is 2020. This is Underdogs. My name is Jacob Eamon, and with us here today, our special guest that we have every day, David Patrick Fleming. How are you, David? Don't make me seem like I'm outside of this, because if you want to make me feel like a special guest, then you're on your own next week. I won't come. I won't take the guest the guest invitation. Okay. I shouldn't Friday call you a guest. We- I should just call you special. You're very special. You are the reason this show keeps going, et cetera, et cetera. You're amazing. We are soldier crawling across the finish line this week. There's been so much baseball, so much baseball yesterday, and we are just putting our heads down and battling. Yes battling on this friday yeah that's right but but it's the weekend what are you gonna do this weekend you got any plans i gotta work tonight and Uh, then and then you know what i'm doing saturday actually i don't think i've told you this i am watching my nephews seven and five years old all by myself saturday and then sunday afternoon i have to make them food i have to make sure they don't die i have to set up a bed for them i have to entertain them to some degree i have no idea i'm deeply uncomfortable about it. i have no idea how to do that whoa 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 wow they're sleeping over yeah they're sleeping over this is like one of those scenes in a tv show where the couple splits up and it's like the first weekend that the dad has the kids and like he's the cop and like not used to ever having taken care of them even when they were together well it's sort of like that except these kids we don't hang out all that often <laughs> Yeah. So there's an uncomfortable nature to the hangouts because we're every time we hang out, it's like it takes us a few hours to get to know each other again. And then they'll just start and they're going to turn my place upside down, I bet. Do you have like a list of like activities you've got planned to try and entertain them? What are you going to do? Just going to dump some NyQuil in their milk and then hope that they go to sleep at around four, Mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. And then I'll go out and do my thing. And hopefully when I come back, they're just in bed asleep yeah i don't know i'm like probably gonna get mcdonald's probably watch a movie on i don't know apparently there's like three movies that they'll watch and if you keep playing them (laughs) not that i'm gonna take the easy way out i'm not gonna do that i'm gonna (laughs) attempt attempt various methods of connection but if it doesn't work it's watch lord of the rings on loop is that one of the movies that they watch lord of the rings yeah that's awesome yeah harry potter's lord of the rings and I think uh, Spider-Man. Okay, that's pretty good. There's some good Spider-Man movies out there, especially the animated one. Did you see that? I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's pretty awesome. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. You're going to love it. I hope you watch that. You I might... don't have it. What do you mean you don't have it? I don't have it. Where do I get it? I don't. 
I'm, I can't take time in the podcast to explain technology to exactly. you, David. Well, I'm, I'm not sitting around my laptop with my nephews. I don't have like <laughs> any way to put it on my TV. I'm just well, how do you how do you watch like how do you watch the baseball from your phone to your TV or your laptop? I to cast your... it on my Google Chrome, but that's because I pay for a service that allows me to get the baseball game. I don't want to. I'm not going to spend all day trying to rip some copy of Spider Man. Put it through my Google Chrome. It's bound to fail. I'm going to start cussing. I'm going to start throwing shit against the wall. My nephews are going to be terrified. They're going to tell my sister. My sister won't want me to be her brother anymore. I'll have a, a, a break of the family. I'll be even more alone than I already am. And I'll have to sit with the feeling that I just scared these two young boys because all I was trying to do was something good, but it didn't work out. Are you going to fire up the PS3 again? Get the old PS3 going? Maybe they play GameCube Mario Kart is what they play, which is GameCube. <laughs> yeah, they play GameCube Mario Kart, which I also love. Actually, I should ask them to bring that. Yeah, get them to bring that. I can't believe uh, GameCube. Where did they get that? Well, my sister's just had it forever, man. GameCube Mario Kart Double Dash. That's one of the great games of all time. Yeah. Also, Super Smash Brothers on GameCube. Incredible. Mwah. Beautiful game. Shout out to Mario Party as well. Mario Party. Very Mario fun Party. Game. Burnout. The racing game Burnout played a lot of that in like grade five. That's what's up. So I think we've just lost all of our listeners for anybody who is <laughs> still hanging on. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you are still hanging on, waiting with bated breath on the edge of your seat for the hottest segment in daily Blue Jays sports podcast radio, The Game Diary. Here we go. It was a double header. We got, we got a double dose of The Game Diary. You got one from me. You got one from David. Let's get to it. The Game Diary. Double header time, here we go. Anderson is dealing two straight strikeouts and then Bryce Harper walks up and I am excited. He looks like baseball Jesus or like the big Lebowski, the Bryce Lebowski. Brittany is watching briefly and she says, Who's this douchebag? And I say, excuse me, that's Bryce Harper. Well, why does he look like that? Because he's awesome. What's with his hair? He's a superstar. Why is he a superstar? Ding dong, oppo taco, home run. Oh, he is a superstar. You're goddamn right. His belt looks like he won a WWE pay-per-view. Where did he get that thing and how can I get one too? Keep swinging, Bryce. one nothing Phillies. I don't know who this Howard pitcher is for the Phillies, so he will probably have a career outing against the Blue Jays, and someday he will tell his grandchildren about the day he took us behind the tool shed. Rob Manfred and Billy McKinney came to visit today, and I'm not sure who I care less about seeing. I'm more concerned about the hairs between my fingers when I'm rubbing my hand through my hair this morning. Doubleheader doesn't mean double the hair loss, does it? Do I take double the finasteride? I'm drinking beer straight from the growler, and yeah, it takes two hands, but it makes me feel better about another run scoring after Reese McGuire yanks it to second and makes an error trying to catch a base stealer. He just performs better when there's people watching. Two-nothing Phillies. Come on, Hazel May. Really? You're going to recycle the same feature about Cavan Biggio from yesterday, except today we have to hear you read his quotes instead of hearing him say it directly? Pull it together. T 
tip of the cap to Julian Merriweather as he makes his big league debut and gets a strikeout and a strikeout and another strikeout. Dude makes 98 look easy. Welcome to the Blue Jays. Don't fuck this up. Does anyone else get a leprechaun vibe from Reese McGuire? Espinal drives one in with bases loaded on a sack fly and Howard's day is done. 2-1 Philly fills. Just when you think it's done and you're starting to settle in for that post-growler between game nap, Biggio comes up in the bottom of the sixth, ties it up with a hard hit ball to right field. 2-2. Jordan Romano, aka Rambo, comes in and mows down the side. Bottom of seven and Teo gets on with an easy single. Vladdy gets jammed, but juggles it over the infield. The man hit the ball twice on one swing. He puts some sort of Vlad magic curse on that ball and makes the center fielder bobble it, and so Teoscar gets lucky running to third. Without the Vlad magic, he's out by a mile, and I'm not sure we ever see him again. But now it's runners on the corners, one on, and Guriel up at the plate. He works the count full and does his job chops it and bounces it into the outfield game over jays win 3-2 never in doubt and now we are at 500 ladies and gentlemen and now off to you david okay game two time to speak unnecessarily aggressive for three minutes straight we got trent the earthworm thornton on the mound against vince velasquez who if he hasn't slept with your wife yet he's going to i'm feeling confident going into this game that's for sure not true i'm feeling tired thirsty thursdays got me clockwork oranging my eyes open just to see what's going on another problem is i had four boiled eggs before the game that's it all day four boiled eggs my gut is killing me just coffee, bourbon, boiled eggs. But the Blue Jays are now a 500 team. They're 11 and 11. Make a wish. My wish is that my stomach can hold on to these fucking eggs because I'm too tired to run to the toilet. I need the worm to make quick, easy work of this game and be done with it. The only thing he makes quick work of is his return. A couple of dumpy hits and a walk and the bases are juiced. A DD single, one nothing. Bomb goes boom with a single, two nothing. Neil Walker sack fly, three nothing. The worm is just worming around the mound and being such a worm that I'm actually yelling out loud, Jesus worm, get it together. Which God knows what the lady who lives below me thinks that means. Next up, we have a run scoring ground rule double by the backup catcher, Nap, which is what I'm thinking of taking. Wake me up when it's over. Four nothing and the worm's out. Thanks for coming out, you worm. I just want to say that it's Jacob that called him worm on the podcast. I don't actually think that he looks like a worm. I know he does. Here comes Waggus Pack. Base is loaded and Andrew McCutcheon hits a fly ball to Teoscar Hernandez. So it goes without saying, everybody scores. It's 7-0 after the top of the first and I'm drifting. Eyes burning in and out of sleep. Teoscar hits a two-run homer to make it 7-2. I barely register it. Dan mentions that the Mets have two people in their organization who have COVID. Oh no, I drift into a sleep and dream of eggs in my stomach, but they're actually not eggs. They're the virus and they crack and they spread and they ooze throughout my body and they start chanting, kill, 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 kill. I'm done for, but I'm awoken by the loud deep tones of Dan Schulman calling a rowdy Telez bomb that looks like it hits the parking garage and it's 7-3. Second win, baby, here we go. A Teoscar single and a 
walk, and oh my lordess, it's a three-run bomb from Guriel. It's now 7-6. I can't tell if I'm dreaming. Are they actually going to pull this off? After a wild pitch and a photo finish dive into the plate by the porn star Danny Jansen, we are all tied up at seven. And then Rowdy bloops one into center field, and it's 9-7 Jays. Whoa. Two seven-run innings in the same seven-inning game, which is the second of two seven-inning games. I don't know if it's me or the eggs talking, but that's amazing. I will say it's interesting that they had two seven-run innings in one game. I thought that was impossible. Keep swinging away, Fernando Tatis Jr. The Blue Jays got Anthony Kay on the mound to shut it down in the seventh, but it gets dicey and a hit, which seems like an error off old man Shaw's glove. And the Blue Jays bring in poor man's vanilla ice AJ Cole and after a hit it's a one run game 9-8 but boom 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 ba -ba boom boom Ice Ice Baby finishes the game with a strikeout and now I can sleep except my heart is pounding and if I wasn't on Finesteride I'd be so hard right now what a game what a game what a day man I when that game started 7-0 and Worm Dog starts just giving the game away I was like this is gonna be a long ass 7 inning game because I guess that 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 belief, maybe it's an old residual held on to an, a, a different Blue Jays era. Those games, they just barely ever came back from. This team's a little bit different. Oh, yeah. This team is different for sure. It's, it's, it's rather different. This is not the first time this season and even last season. I can't remember what game it was. They had the, like the game of the year, I feel like, in September last year. They made a huge comeback again. Uh, they're a team of comebacks. But what I want to talk to you about first, though, David, is if Trent Thornton takes off his hand, does he have, like, does it go to a point with, like, a little, like, penis kind of head? Do you mean if he that, takes off his you hat? Know, like an, he <laughs> takes off his hat, yeah. <laughs> Did yeah, I say I head? You said hand. I was like, if Trent Thornton takes off his hand, will he be a better pitcher? I was like, mm, maybe. <laughs> No, he takes off the hat. I think that if he took off his hat, he would just slink out of his uniform and, and worm away. Like he'd probably bury a hole into the mound <laughs> and then like he'd just be gone forever. I think the hat's the only thing keeping him together. So you do agree though that he looks remarkably similar to a worm. I just said that in the in the diary. He he looked <laughs> No, I know. I just wanted to confirm and hear some <laughs> hear some more about it. Look, I mean, nothing makes you look more like a worm when you throw a, a first inning like that. Now, had he gone lights out, yeah, I would still call him the worm. But that would be like a superhero. He wouldn't just be like a literal earthworm. He'd be like, oh, yes. he was around a worm and uh, around a pro wrestler and the mutagen created earthworm Trent. But no, now he's just a pure garden earthworm. Yeah, like, like Dennis Rodman. <laughs> He's he's got the nickname the worm, and you don't really know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. But with Rodman, I think it's a good thing. Well, with Rodman, it's more of an energy thing. With Trent, it's it's purely physical. What what exactly is the energy that worms convey that make it seem similar to? Oh, it's just like oh, you're you wormed in here. You took the ball away from me. Oh, that worm stole the rebound. Oh, that worm just like checked me out of the way. But it, it, Trent Thornton doesn't necessarily do wormy things, other than when he's getting. Uh, shelled in the first inning takes his sweet ass wormy time and i was like come on my man i am drifting yeah well we talked yesterday about this front office some of the moves they have made we talked about julian merriweather and he makes his debut and i'm prepared to say this this might be one of the best moves they've 
ever made that they ever make. I loved the look of this guy, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there feeling like that, but he's got easy easy power smooth delivery working up working out of the wind up reminding you hey i'm a starter don't forget and maybe soon he'll get his shot um doesn't look riled up at all to be out there i think they got to give him a shot i think the opportunity is now i think with pearson being down and worm worming it up in a wormy fashion i think that you could give <laughs> i think you could give julian merriweather a shot absolutely I don't know if he's stretched out right now. Even but, even uh, but even like a I, go four innings or something like that. It doesn't have to be a full a full stretch out start, but maybe mix him with Anthony K and and let him start go three or four and then put in Anthony K for three. Yep. Okay. I like that. We have to again, like we're saying yesterday, we have to give a chance to have this front office prove that the moves that they make, they may take a long time to pan out, but this might be this might be the steal, you know? You trade for a guy who's got Tommy John. You're trading the best player that your organization has had for years. And you're trying... I feel like it's like it's like fantasy. Like the kind of thing that you're talking about this morning. You're trying to pull a fast one on someone. You're trying to, to take advantage of an injury to get someone who you wouldn't likely be able to get unless they were injured. Um and and maybe like maybe he's going to be like a number two or three on this team. Well, let's let's relax a little bit. I mean, he just he just threw like maybe two innings yesterday, maybe not even. But well, I was really surprised at the the number that came up when his fastball was there. It was like ninety seven, ninety eight. Looked like he was just so free and easy, and it didn't even look like it was that fast. I I was like, oh my god! If you even if even if he doesn't start. And you think about some of the arms we got in the bullpen now. You got Romano throwing 99. You got Merriweather throwing 97, 98. I mean, Bass throws maybe 94, 95. You got Dolis who can throw 98, 99. Man. Yeah. Bass, Bass gets it up to 96, too. Sure. He, he's, he's got an arm. They, they all do. Man, if they can, if they can uh, worm into the playoffs, then that could be a deadly bullpen. That's like... Yeah, for sure. At what... What I don't understand is apparently Ross Atkins made a comment yesterday saying at the trade deadline they're hoping to make some upgrades and they want to upgrade run prevention at the trade deadline, pitching and defense. What kind of pitching are you thinking we're going to bring in here? I was wondering that when I, I saw that myself and uh, I wondered if Kevin Biggio getting a little crack at center field if maybe a guy like Teoscar Hernandez isn't on the trading block to get something. Wow, that's a, that's a, that's well, a bold statement. Is, I mean, as long as nobody's actually watching the games and they just look at his offensive numbers, his value is about as high as it's going to get. Uh, that's, that's true, unless he maintains this. Yeah. And, and then the value is in team favor and he's making pennies and... We've got like a... It depends what you get for him, though, and it depends what you feel you, you need. But really, like, it, it seems crazy to just think that Biggio played his first game of his life at center field mm -hmm. yesterday. It's amazing that they could just just throw him out there in center field, whatever. He'll figure it out. And he did. You know, he didn't have to make any spectacular plays, but he made the routine ones. Well, he's not going to be worse than Teoscar. Teoscar's a, a, a bad fielder. He, he's just bad. And, you know, sometimes he makes incredibly bad mental mistakes, but just in general, he's bad. Even on that Andrew McCutcheon double, he turned around like two different times and it just went over his head. I'm not saying he necessarily yeah. could have caught it, but he could have given it a, a shot. 
Yeah, the same goes for Lourdes Gurriel Jr. I don't know if you noticed that earlier in the game. It might have been the same inning. Like they both, as soon as the ball is going past them and they have to start running a route to, to make a play, they're never making it there before before the ball and like waiting underneath it rarely like they just don't have the speed or like the ability to read the ball off the bat to get there directly they're running kind of looking up twisting over themselves and like just like lunging out grabbing to make a play i do think because they're not natural well i mean hey oscar is a natural outfielder Guriel's not, but I do think that the backdrop at Salem Field is quite different from a, a big league ballpark. I think because the the bleachers are so much lower that the ball's gonna bleacher then right into the sky. And if the sun's there, like in left field yesterday, when on one of those ones to Guriel, I mean the sun's brutal. Um, yeah, so that's an adjustment that maybe they're not capable of making as quickly as somebody who's you know a good outfielder or a more capable outfielder. I feel like Guriel's gotten by a long time with us just being like not noticing him in the outfield and and liking his bat and liking that he's not at least involved in every play like he was in the infield and making it aware how perhaps uh, shoddy his defense might be. But uh, it's it's just going to, I feel like, come to show more and more. Even when he does make the play, I feel like it's always just barely. And like, oh, that was a nice catch by Lourdes Gurriel Jr. And I'm like, it was a nice catch, but because he made it that way, like, I don't think most left fielders even in the major leagues make a play look that hard. Yeah, they do make some of their routine catches look like highlight reel catches because of the situation they put themselves in. Makes me nervous. But we we uh, we DFA'd. One of our outfielders yesterday, we had to make room for the worm. So Tony Alford is uh, designated for assignment. We're kind of gathered here today um, just to say a few words about Anthony as he uh, moves on in his journey in life. Um, I'll, I'll start with a couple of words. Um it wasn't very fun, Tony. I don't know how long I'll remember you for. I'll remember Jennifer from Toronto and her insistence that you deserve to play every game even though you didn't. I'll remember the time you hit a dinger. Some, somewhere. I think you hit a dinger? Maybe I won't remember that. People talked about you a lot and everyone always said you were a good guy, so that's nice. Maybe someday you'll be a really personable nurse or, or something. I don't know. I, I hope you stay safe and I hope you don't have to go to Miami, even though you probably will. Maybe, maybe you should take Dwight Smith Jr.'s job in left field in Baltimore. I think that would be good for you. Um, you know, all, all, all jokes aside, Anthony, uh, I wish you the best and uh, we'll see you again maybe. Uh, hey, Anthony, I wasn't really prepared for this <clears throat> today. I don't even really know why I've been invited here. What I'll say is when you first came up and everybody said what a great athlete you were and that you played football, I used to tell everybody about it. You wait for wait for this guy, Anthony Alford, because he was a football star and it, football's cooler than baseball. And so I thought you were going to come in and just dominate and show us why baseball sucks and why football's amazing because you're really fast and you're strong and everybody said that you were such a nice guy 
And then when I watched you, it was pretty bad. It was really bad. But I used to think that it would get better because nobody can stay this bad. Not with all the athletism that you have. I don't know if that's a word, but it doesn't matter. You can't hear me. And then I forgot about you for years. And anytime somebody asked me about you, I just looked away, went on my phone. And then here you popped up again. One last chance for the Blue Jays. I could just think, he's so fast. The problem is you didn't get on base to show us how fast you were. It's like keeping a greyhound in an outhouse. And then you just fizzled out. And the only thing I'll say is, I hope Miami doesn't pick you up. Goodbye, Tony. It was, it was something. Thanks, David. If anyone else wants to come up and say a few words for... No? Okay. All right, moving on. Um, Rowdy Telez is a monster. Um, he's a sea creature, some sort of uh, grizzly bear dude. He, he mashes the ball really hard, really fast. Um, what about this? What about... Rowdy and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. volunteering together to do a home run derby, David. Uh, what do you think about that? Two, two-headed monster of the Blue Jays in a, in a home run derby. I'm not clear of what you're actually suggesting. Are you suggesting in the actual home run derby that they hit at the same time? Or are you suggesting that they become one entity and start mashing home runs? Well, I was thinking about this, and basically it started out with a thought, maybe Rowdy should be in the home run derby. And then I'm like, but Vladdy is the king of the home run derby, even though he lost. And then I was thinking, I doubt Rowdy would have the stamina to really mash at a pace like is needed in the home run derby, but it would be awesome to see how hard and far some of his balls would go. So I thought about this. How about this? A new format for the home run derby. That's like a It's like a tag team duos thing, like... Like like mash bros and like you, each each team has like a tribute of a duo and they stand back to back with their bats and and uh, it's just like shakes up the home run derby one year and you got you got those duos. two guys would be on their knees so fast just winded they'd probably need to bring out some of the ventilators that the teams have for COVID nineteen protocol but it would be exciting I, I don't I don't know how long Rowdy could last doing that uh, it, man he could really in the right park it could be really exciting. Like one of those yeah. parks you can hit it out, maybe into the water, maybe a uh, AT&T park. Is that what San Francisco is still called? Maybe. Yes. Yes. Uh, I don't know if it's called that, but I know the park you're referring to. Hit it into the water there. That would be awesome. Yeah. I, his swing doesn't look particularly taxing, but I'm sure it is a lot more than it looks Did you like. see him in the post game when he was getting interviewed by Hazel and somebody <laughs> sprayed him with sanitizer because they're not allowed to dump water? Yes. But he got like really, he was like, what are you doing? There's alcohol in that. <laughs> That was a really fun. And then I started wondering, I was like, oh, is, is he worried because maybe he doesn't drink or maybe he's uh, somebody who tries to stay away from alcohol or is he worried that the alcohol is going to get into his eyes? Because it wasn't anywhere near his eyes. He was referring to his jersey when he said the phrase. So I was like, I think it's fine for alcohol to get on your jersey, Rowdy. I think it was actually the technology. He was he was wor- he was like, oh, my mic turned off. Like he was like mad that they were doing it to him while he had the like technology. Like maybe it's gonna like sizzle and burn him or something. Um, it was very funny because I feel like you could you could see him just trying to like 
stay professional, but you know that he's like really wants to just have fun right now. And he sees these guys and he's trying to like not swear at them and like go fight them because he has to, he's got an obligation to do his, his after, after game interview. Who do you think it was? Tay Oscar? Yeah, for sure. 100% Tay Oscar. So That's... then you were right about your uh, thing where he'll stay serious for two games and then go back to being played. And if mm-hmm. it was him. We don't know if it was him, but we know. We're in Tampa Bay tonight. Shoemaker's on the mound. We're on a five-game winning streak. It's going to be baby blues again. Is it? it can, surely it can't be more baby blues. We're, we got to be done with that. I think they're going to wear them until they lose. They're going to wear them until they lose. Right. Okay. Well, I guess I can live with that if, if it means they keep winning. Um do you do you count yesterday as a sweep? I was kind of thinking about it as a little mini sweep. Yeah, it's it's a sweep. I mean, it has to be. It's two game series. We're two sweeps in a row. We're going for a third sweep tonight. Let's keep it moving. Keep the line going and keep hitting dingers. We will be back on Monday. I hope you guys all have an amazing weekend, and uh, we look forward to seeing you again on Monday. 